0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak your word to us, and that we would hear your word, and it would bear fruit in our lives all to your honor and glory. And so we pray this now in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Please be seated. I think this is pretty much true of all of us at this point, that we are feeling disconnected, And disjointed probably in just about every area of our life work and school and church and the community and even home are all unsettled for many personally this month I realized when my parents came to visit for my son's baptism that when my parents arrived who live in another state and I gave them a hug I realized that was the first time in months that I had made any physical contact with anyone outside of my immediate household. The fact is that things are unsettled and disjointed and distant, and we're pretty much all feeling it. And this disconnectedness also certainly applies here to us as a church family. Even when we're together, we're being very careful while keeping distancing and keeping the numbers quite a bit smaller and having more services for all of those reasons. And while that's a reasonable course of action for us at this time, it's, the result is that we're feeling very distant, even from this essential group, the church family. And so what we're going to do over the next four weeks is actually try to do something that will help bring us together as a church. We're going to look together at something that actually unifies us as Holy Cross together. And so while so much is disjointed, we're going to, as a church, refocus and recommit to our commitment as a church family. So at Holy Cross, here, everyone who becomes a member makes the same membership commitments. And so over the next four weeks, we're going to look at those commitments um, to our life together and take a chance to recommit to living them out together. Now, I do want to say these are not just new member commitments, as if you make them when you become a member and then forget about them for the rest of your time here, but rather these are the ongoing commitments that all of us make to live out our life together as as this congregation of God's church. But I also want to point out that these are not actually unique to Holy Cross. These are things actually that all Christians should commit to, no matter what church they're members of. But this is the place, and these are the people, this is the place where and the people with whom you commit to living this out together. And so in these membership commitments, each one of us who is a member here at Holy Cross has committed to supporting the unity, ministry, testimony, and purpose of Holy Cross. The unity, ministry, testimony, and purpose of this particular congregation actively and intentionally participating and pursuing these things together yes for the good of us as holy cross for the good of one another but far more importantly for the glory of jesus and so in this series over the next month we're going to look together at these four elements of our commitment together and let me say by way of introduction Today and throughout this series, I'm going to actually invite you to verbally recommit to these things as we go. So if you are a member, I'm going to ask you to verbally recommit. You've already made these commitments. I'm asking you to recommit to them. If you're not a member here and you're participating, you are absolutely welcome to join in or just listen. That's fine. But especially if you're tuning in online, really connected with another church, but you're participating here in this time, I would invite you to, uh, to participate and join in, but just have your church in mind as you're saying it and recommit to that church in this time, not specifically to Holy Cross. So today we're going to look together at one of these four elements in our new member commitments, the commitment to serve in the ministry of the church. So I'm going to ask you this question, invite you to respond, and then we'll dive in to each part of this commitment. So if you would, turn in your bulletins to page eight, right in the middle of the page under the sermon. There's a paragraph written in italics, and this is one of the membership commitments that we make here. So I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to invite you to say it together in unison. Will you serve in the ministry of Holy Cross Cathedral? Saying together... I will serve in the ministry of this church by striving to discover my gifts and talents, by being equipped to serve by my pastors, and by seeking to develop a servant's heart. So first, looking at the beginning of that commitment. I will serve in the ministry of this church by striving to discover my gifts and talents. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, already read today, I appeal to you, therefore, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse 3, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. And verse 6, therefore, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Part of the spiritual worship that we're called to in verse 1 is using the gifts that God has given us mentioned in verse 6. And we do not all have the same gifts and talents which are given by the grace of God. And because we don't all have the same, therefore, uh, don't think too highly or too lowly about yourself or too highly or too lowly about someone else. But God has orchestrated it so that together we have various gifts to use for the good of the church and for the world. And part of being a member of the Christian church is identifying those gifts that God has given to us that he then wants us to use for his glory. Now I will just say, I am really bad at some things. Just terrible at them, and that's okay. So just to take, for example, one specific spiritual gift mentioned in the Bible that I clearly do not have the gift of hospitality. So now I love talking with people, absolutely, I love that. But things like food prep and making things look nice and planning details for events, no thank you. And let me just tell you the feedback I would get, no one would put me in that role twice. But I am a decent teacher, for example. And I don't say that proudly, but just to recognize that I have certain gifts and don't have others. And it's incredibly freeing to know what I'm gifted in and what I'm not so that I can serve meaningfully in some ways and let people who are gifted in other ways serve in those ways. And as Christians, we are specifically called to live these gifts out in the place that God has put us, and in this case, here at Holy Cross. And so we commit to serve by discovering our gifts and talents and then putting them into practice, then using them here. And there's an active part that we play in discovering our gifts and then being willing to use them. So for you, honestly look at what you're good at and what you get the best feedback for and what you get excited about and read passages in the Bible like the one read today in Romans about what are called spiritual gifts. Talk with the pastors, talk with your mentors, talk with your small group leaders about your gifts be proactive in identifying them and then be proactive about actually using them in the church that's why they were given to you to use them and as you use them in the way that god intended you will be bringing god glory and honor so first we commit to serving in the ministry of the church by striving to discover our gifts and talents and then using them accordingly second part, and I would encourage you to put your eyes on it again. The second part of this commitment, I will serve in the ministry of this church by being equipped to serve by my pastors. So part of serving in ministry is learning how to do it. Ephesians chapter 4, another passage also talking about discovering and using God's spiritual gifts. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says this, and God gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds and teachers, that would be church leader types, God gave them to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So church leaders are given the responsibility of helping to equip you for ministry. We are not supposed to do all of it, but also to help equip you to do this, the, the, to use the gifts and do the ministry that God has specifically equipped you and called you to do. I will be honest, this one is sometimes sticky for people, and let me tell you why. Sometimes, and th- this actually happens more often than not, that's why I'm chuckling, because this actually happens a lot. People assume this is what I'm thinking, and it's not. But sometimes, when I talk with people about trying to get them to take a leadership role and try to equip them to do ministry, I'll be honest, what what oftentimes they think I'm doing is I'm giving them a job to do, giving them work to do that I don't want to do. But in reality, the point is, that's not what's happening at all. The goal is to be able to equip the church to do the works of ministry. And so I shouldn't be the one that has to run in and try to fix everything, first of all, because I'm not good at that all the time, but I shouldn't have to be the one that does that all the time, unless, of course, I really am the one that needs to do it, but I'm happy to process with you so that you can step forward into the, the ministry that God has called you to do. So whenever possible, we, as the church leaders, try to equip you for ministry and not just come in and try to do it all ourselves. But see, our Lord Jesus served others, and every one of us gets to be like him in that. It's not just the clergy that get to be like Jesus, but you too, all of us, get to be like him in serving one another. And as we're willing to learn and grow and develop, we can follow Jesus in serving others. And so following the teaching of the Bible, we need to commit to serve in the ministry of the church by being equipped by our leaders by our pastors so discovering and using our gifts and talents and then humbly being willing to be equipped to use them to serve by our pastors and then third once again i would encourage you to put your eyes on it so you see it again third part of this i will serve in the ministry of this church by seeking to develop a servant's heart So we strive to uh, discover our gifts and then to use them in ministry, and we let our pastors work with us to help develop them, but we also need to have the right heart in order to use them well. And so our membership commitment says, "I I will serve in the ministry of this church seeking to develop a servant's heart by seeking to develop the kind of attitude that it takes in order to humbly serve others. Now, do you know the best way to see if you have a servant's heart? Best way I know, best metric I know to see if you have a servant's heart. Best way I know how to judge that for yourself is to simply see in yourself how you respond when someone treats you like one. When someone treats you as a servant, what does that do in your heart and how do you respond? When someone else is asked to do something that you wanted to do, or when you are asked to help with something that you maybe would prefer not to, or when something is done in a way that you would not have done it if you had been in charge, or when they picked songs that you don't like but maybe someone else does, when those things happen, you actually get the chance to grow in and to put into practice having a servant's heart. You get to develop that when those things happen. But, if you walk away when things aren't the way you want, or if we stay away from church because we have to wear a mask, or if we step back because there's something going on that we don't particularly like, then what we actually are doing is hardening our hearts and not developing a servant's heart the way that we're called. But each one of us is invited to develop a servant's heart a heart like jesus who gave everything in order to serve us but see church all of these commitments are incredibly important for god's people and they really are these commitments to serve in the ministry of the church by striving to discover our gifts and talents by being equipped to serve by our pastors and by seeking to develop a servant's heart all of those are important for us as we follow jesus all of that is important but the reason it's important is not actually primarily about us but it is always for the glory of jesus The reason we focus on these things and try to develop in these gifts and in these ways, the reason we do that is because of the gospel, because of what Jesus has done for us through his death and resurrection, and we then, as a result of that, are brought into his kingdom, we're brought into his family, and then we're given the family business to go do. This is always about the glory of Jesus and about leading people into a growing relationship with him. And so here at Holy Cross, this is the place, and we are the people with whom we commit to living this out, all to the honor and glory of Jesus. So as we look together over the next month at these membership commitments, at our life together as Holy Cross Cathedral, I'm going to invite you again to honestly recommit to leaning in, to drawing closer to Jesus in the life of Holy Cross even, yes, in the midst of an uncertain time and in the midst of a pandemic. So I'm going to ask you, once again, turning to page eight in your bulletin, again, if you are a member, I'm going to ask you to recommit. If you're uh, not and you're just testing the waters here, you're welcome to just listen. Um, If you're connected with another church, I would invite you to, to participate and just have your church in mind as you recommit. So I'm going to ask you this question once again and invite you to respond in unison. Will you serve in the ministry of Holy Cross Cathedral? I will serve in the ministry of this church by striving to discover my gifts and talents, by being equipped to serve by my pastors, and by seeking to develop a servant's heart. Amen.